Good morning, I'm Anna Palmer, and welcome to The Daily Punch, brought to you by Punchbowl News. It's Thursday, August 25th, 2022. Let's get into the mix. Here are your Washington headlines of the day. Number one, we've got the latest on the fight that has already begun for Democrats on who will lead the House Oversight and Reform Committee. And number two, Representative Jonah Goose. The Democrat from Colorado is making moves. And number three, a look around at the fundraising circuit. All right, let's get into it. One of the key storylines coming out this week is that a trio of senior House Democrats are angling for the top spot on the Committee on Oversight and Reform, setting up a battle for one of the most high-profile posts in the chamber. Here's the trio vying for it. Representative Jerry Connolly, the Democrat from Virginia, Representative Jamie Raskin, the Democrat from Maryland, and Representative Stephen Lynch of Massachusetts. Now, let's be abundantly clear here. It's not a certainty at this point that Republicans will take the House majority. But if they do, as many have been predicting for months, the Oversight Committee will be ground zero for numerous investigations into the Biden administration, including, of course, President Joe Biden's family. Representative James Comer of Kentucky, the top Republican on the panel, has already called Hunter Biden, quote, a national security risk and vowed to make an investigation of the president's son a top priority. The younger Biden is already under scrutiny by the IRS. Now, the House Democratic leadership, whoever that entails next year, we don't quite know how that is going to shake out, will want someone on the panel to lead it who's effectively able to fight back against Republicans' attacks. Even before Representative Carolyn Maloney's primary last Tuesday, Democrats in the caucus had already begun whispering about challenging her for that top spot next year, arguing that she wasn't up to the task. D.C. Delegate Eleanor Holmes Norton is next in line according to seniority on that panel, but she's more interested in the top Democratic spot on the Transportation and Infrastructure Committee, which will also be open. All right, let's dig a little bit deeper here. Connolly, who lost to Maloney in a battle for the oversight gavel in 2019, is pitching himself as the best candidate to replace her. He told us that he's, quote, battle-tested, deeply immersed in our subject matter, the most active committee member and chair of the biggest subcommittee, and that he believes that he can go toe-to-toe with Republicans. Indeed, Connolly does have a long history on the panel dating back to the days of the Republicans' war with the Obama administration when the GOP took the majority in 2010. Connolly certainly understands the inner workings of the Oversight Committee, which is to his advantage. He is currently the fifth-ranking Democrat on the panel. Now, Representative Stephen Lynch, the Democrat from Massachusetts, who also ran for committee chair in 2019, is emphasizing his status as the most senior member of the panel running for the job. He noted in a letter to colleagues that he has served on oversight for more than 20 years. He said, quote, as the most senior Democrat running to lead the committee, I am well prepared to serve at this pivotal moment in our history when it is clear that some Republican members have actively chosen to disregard the truth and their sworn oaths of office. Like Connolly, Lynch has tenure on the panel. He is the third-ranking Democrat. Meanwhile, Jamie Raskin hasn't officially jumped in the race yet, but is, quote-unquote, strongly considering it we scooped Wednesday. Quote, everything we have been through over the last five years underscores that 
Our oversight duties are of central importance to the success of the American government, Raskin said. While Raskin, a former constitutional law professor, has only been in Congress since 2017, he, of course, has already served in several high-profile positions, including on the January 6th Select Committee. In addition, Raskin was the lead House manager during the second impeachment trial of former President Donald Trump. And at 59, Raskin could appeal to Democrats clamoring for younger leaders in a caucus currently ruled by a trio of octogenarians. Look at this. These stats are pretty interesting. 11 out of 15 committee chairs are in their 70s or older. Representative Rokana, the Democrat from California, another oversight member, has already endorsed Raskin for the job. And for the record, Connolly is 72, while Lynch is 67. Let's go a little bit deeper here, though, because it's important to think about the backstory of how Democrats have chosen to put people on this panel over the years. In 2010, when House Republicans took the majority, Democrats pushed former Representative Ed Towns out of the top slot in favor of the late Representative Elijah Cummings. Towns was seen as too soft on Representative Darrell Issa, the incoming chair, and Cummings was believed to be a much more worthy combatant. Republicans did something similar in 2019, having just lost their House majority and with Democrats vowing to investigate Trump. Republicans appointed Representative Jim Jordan, the Republican from Ohio, as the ranking member on oversight. When Jordan became ranking on the Judiciary Committee to handle Trump's impeachment, former Representative Mark Meadows took over at oversight for his House Freedom Caucus colleague. All right, this one is the number two story of the morning. We have a look at the leadership here this morning, Representative Joe Neguse, Democrat from Colorado. He's often mentioned as one of the House Democratic Caucus's potential future stars, and it's clear he is positioning himself to become the next caucus chair when that job opens up. At 38, Neguse is young, especially by Capitol Hill standards, and he's been in leadership since coming into Congress in 2019. He's well-liked by colleagues and already served in some high-profile positions, including as House manager for former President Donald Trump's second impeachment trial. Over the recess, Neguse has been particularly busy, according to sources familiar with his activities. He has traveled to eight states during the past six weeks, raking in money for Democratic incumbents and candidates, always, as we talk about on this podcast all the time. Raising money for your colleagues is a sure way to certainly uh, get some chits from your colleagues, but also uh, is one of the key things that Democratic leaders will need to be able to do, particularly if and when uh, Speaker Pelosi steps down. This cycle, Nagoose has raised $2.9 million for the DTC, paid $400,000 in dues to the campaign arm, and has also pulled in another $645,000 for frontline Democrats according to sources with knowledge of his fundraising numbers. Neguse was also the headliner at a big annual Illinois Democrats dinner earlier this month and is preparing to do another big East Coast fundraising swing before the end of the quarter. Now, the big question is whether Neguse will have the opening to run for Democratic caucus chair in the next Congress. No other Democrat is really positioning themselves to challenge him for the job, a slot Neguse has been quietly working towards for the last year or so. Compare that to the vice chair job, which has several potential candidates already. The current Democratic caucus chair, Representative Hakeem Jeffries, is term limited in the post. But with Democrats feeling better and better heading into the midterms, it's more unclear than ever if Speaker Nancy Pelosi, House Majority Leader Steny Hoyer, and House Majority Whip Jim, Jim Clyburn 
will actually leave post-November. If the big three decides to stay, that would certainly scramble leadership races up and down the ballot, and Nagus would likely stay where he currently is, as co-chair of the House Democrats' policy arm, as he and many other younger Democrats could potentially face what they, what they and their uh, fellow members have been facing for a long time, deciding to wait their turn. All right, let's move on to uh, the number three story of the morning for us, a look around the fundraising circuit. There's a lot happening this August. If you're a fan of Senator Mike Braun, the Republican from Indiana, skeet shooting, golf in French Lake, Indiana, the hometown, hometown of basketball icon Larry Bird, there's a fundraiser for you. October 7th through the 9th, he is, his Hoosier Pack is hosting an, a fundraising event. We also got an interesting ad out this morning uh, in that Pennsylvania Senate race. Pennsylvania Republican Senate candidate Muhammad Oz is up with a new ad focusing on his ties to Pennsylvania. It starts with this opening, quote, after medical school in Philadelphia, people put their lives in my hands. Oz says. Oz's Democratic opponent, John Fetterman, of course, has consistently blasted Oz for his lack of connection to Pennsylvania, and Oz's reference to his time at the University of Pennsylvania is an attempt to blunt those attacks. Senate Republicans are growing increasingly concerned about Oz's campaign as public polling shows him trailing Fetterman pretty significantly. That race is now rated as lean Democrat by the Cook Political Report with Amy Walter. Also, another interesting ad to watch, Frontline Representative Cindy Axney, the Democrat from Iowa, is highlighting her work with Iowa GOP Senator Chuck Grassley and how she'll even go against her own party in a new ad. Axney is locked in a competitive re-election campaign against Iowa Republican State Senator Zach Nunn. The incumbent's messaging emphasizes how she works across the state and across the aisle to fight high prices. With that, thanks so much for listening. We really appreciate it. Please share, rate, and review The Daily Punch. That's the best way for folks to find out about us. You can also subscribe to our free morning newsletter at punchbowl.news. Have a great day and stay safe.